The Codfather himself, Ryan Coddington. Referee's distraction. <laughs> you know him, you love him. It's Jeff Hitman Hall tonight. Hello, hello. What you don't know, we've actually been on for four hours. You just tuned on. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. You can always find us right here on Facebook and YouTube and all of your other podcast listening apps. If you like what you hear or see, I'm hoping see, I need that for my self-esteem. Uh, you can support us at and here's what we're sticking with is Kofi.com slash PWO one, two, three. It's as easy as one, two, three. It has, we're a wrestling podcast. Ryan is completely right. It has to be Kofi. Yeah. Um, as, as a, as a Starbucks in, employee, I would be, I would be biased to say coffee, but we are a wrestling podcast. So it has to be Kofi. Yeah. So gentlemen, uh, as you guys know, our, our cast, our audience doesn't really know, tonight is a 90-minute show. Mondays are now a 90-minute WrestleCast. You get us all the way to 9 o'clock, hopefully, hey. we run out of things to talk about, which I don't think has ever happened. Yeah, you'll get through the first hour of Raw, so there's that. We'll help you there. Painfully. And then you, and then you get to watch football for two hours. There you go. Metal, man. I love it. There is... A decent amount to talk about in the news here. Um, and I'm just going to kind of go down my list here. So we're going to get to NXT and Victor Road here near the end. Um, and we'll have some other things to close out with here. First bit of news here, Natty took to Twitter, I believe actually Twitter or Instagram, saying that her, her husband, Tyson Kidd, TJ Wilson, um, and Bruce Pritchard, I believe, uh, spent the weekend helping a special person train, but there is no indication as to who that person is. Natty said, you're going to lose it when you find out. So, here are your prime candidates from, from my research, all right? <clears throat> and I don't think this would be any kind of surprising, but one of them is uh, Ronda Rousey. Okay. Uh, Another one here, and this is a person who has said she'd be interested in coming back uh, to perform in WWE. Victoria, you might have also known her as Tara in Impact. Are, are, are we for sure this is a woman or a girl or a woman or no? We're just that's just speculation. This is all speculation. There's no okay. confirmation yet, but these these are just what gotcha. most people are seeing. Um, so Ronda Rousey. Uh, Victoria, some think Aaliyah Mysterio. No. Um, Melina. And, uh, you know, I'm sure to Jeff and Dwight's happiness, Tessa Blanchard being spoken a lot of. Uh, why would they be helping? Like, well, the typical WWE, but yeah, because she's the person that needs to be trained, Tessa Blanchard. No, 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 WWE system, though. Everyone, I mean, you know, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But the production level is ridiculous to learn. So, 
I could see that if you're especially trying to make Tessa Blanchard come in with a big splash, you want to make sure we don't have the Ronda Rousey moment at Royal Rumble where she's like, point. Point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I really appreciate that. My pointing got all of my bed in there. That's great. <laughs> Swerve, Swerve is Tyson Kidd. Hey, yo, I, I, was I love Tyson. Hey, uh, side, side note: While we're on this, have any of you? Uh, I I saw a clip on, and uh, no, you guys already know because I'm usually late with social media stuff. But um, I saw a clip on Twitter. Have you guys seen? Are you guys subscribed or seen any of the Nine Hearts stuff like on YouTube? Negative. See, while you're watching that, everybody else is watching Being the Elite. Well, I have I haven't actually watched myself. Like I said, I just watched like a forty-five second clip on. Oh, okay. On Twitter. How was that? Um, it was pretty good. I'll send it to you guys. All right, I'm down. There you go. Check it out. <laughs> Being the elite was pretty awesome. Age. So, oh, it's fantastic. Who do you guys think it is? Who do you think now is training? Um. I, I I'll jump in here. I'm gonna say it's Victoria. Um, I think I I think that her I think it's either her or or Molina because there's speculation between both as to whether or not they will make a small return. Um, Molina shut down the rumors, and I don't know how how her backstage attitude has been since she's left the E. Um, but I, but I can already tell you that's a red flag there. So um, as far as I've read and heard, um, Victoria is incredible to work with. Uh, she wants another WWE run. Um, I think she was, I think she was in wrestling too early. Um, Agreed. She, yeah. Um, so, and it's very obvious from her TNA run that. She could have that if she were ten years ahead, she would she would be an incredible addition to any women's roster. So, um, mark it here. Cod Cod Sinclair is going with Victoria. I'm before it. Uh, oh yeah, that's a, I mean that's a great. The only yeah. knock is that she's 49. I think she could still probably go, <sighs> but I would hate. I don't want it to be she's back for a Royal Rumble spot and that's it. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've already had Mighty Molly in like three of the women's rumbles already. So, I love Molly Holly too, though. <laughs> yeah. See, so I mean, even if it was, it would. I, I think it'd be okay. But I mean, I think, I think now is the time in October to start get to to start shaking the ring rust off for January. That's smart. That's smart. I would probably lean towards Melina, um, just because. You know, on the indie, she's kind of been more active. You know, I, before COVID and everything, I mean, I've seen her a bunch of times, and she actually s- still looks pretty good. Um, well, I mean, like, looks pretty good. I mean, like, her in-ring stuff is good, and she physically doesn't necessarily look like, you know, one of those old stars. She still looks great, you know? So that wouldn't surprise me if if, if it was her at all. Especially with with Morrison. You, you know, WWE loved to just recycle old things. Yeah. Man, you really, uh, that, that'll have to be a topic. If, if she comes back, if they actually put her with, with John Morrison. With I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think they would right away, but, like, it, it just, would it surprise you? No, but, you know. it'd be funny. 
Um, I'm actually gonna go with a Leo Mysterio. Mm. There's Makes been a sense. lot of smoke that she's also gonna be getting into the business here. I think um, you meant to say Mrs. Mrs. Buddy Murphy. Uh, see, that all just feels like grooming to me, so I, I don't want to say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but God, my heart wants it to be Ronda Rousey. Because I did we ever actually get Ronda Rousey versus Asuka? Because I think that could actually be like kind of awesome. I don't think so. I kind of want that. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm over as long as it's as long as it's booked correctly. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what's got to be. Um, going from one uh, female wrestler to another, Kyrie Sane says she is back in Japan, but she will continue to train and support WWE from Japan. This is also coming off the news that she was backstage at the recent Stardom show. Um, what do you guys? How do you guys take that? Because I. I've heard a lot of people think it's she's beginning NXT Japan. Uh, she is being a, an ambassador for WWE over in Japan to pull more talent, uh, most likely from stardom. Um, or maybe she's just taking time off to, since she's married now. I think she's taking time off unless they're just offering her like a, a boatload of money. You know what I mean? Like just gobs of money. But outside of that, I would say just time off because it's not like they've done right. I mean, they haven't even done right by Oscar really, honestly. No. Um, and so, the, and they haven't done right by her. So I can't imagine why, you know, if they propped her up and she was the bee's knees and ran rough shot over everybody, that's one thing, but no, they haven't done her any solids. Right. You know, besides getting busted up a couple times from Nia Jax. So no, I, I would say, gotta say the nay no, my brother. Agreed. Yeah. Um, she might have gotten the raw end of the deal when she was in the E, but um, I think she's just taking time off trying to figure out what she's doing next. Um, I don't, uh, she doesn't seem on the surface as a person that would have ill, Ill will towards like the company. Mm-hmm. Now, you can hate Nia and Nia Jax all you want because she's a scumbag and she doesn't know how to wrestle safely. Um, but as the company as a whole, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, she is a former NXT champion. She's she is a women's tag team um, champion. First winner of the May Young Classic, correct? May Young Classic winner. So they've given her pl- they have given her the rub. I think it was when she hit the main rosters when you know they didn't know what to do with her, Agreed. and that just happens in, yeah. in professional wrestling, and it shouldn't, especially with a gifted talent like that. But you know, that's the nature of the business. And I ultimately think she'll take some time off and then she'll just be an ambassador. I don't think there is enough talent for there to be a WWE Japan and for it to be successful. They'd have to grab a lot of people. Yeah. Currently yeah. Over there. And I don't know if there's a lot of people willing to come over with Kenta, especially in New Japan. I mean, they would have to steal a lot of, of pro wrestling, Noah, and I think all Japan, which there's talent there there really is and not a oh lot of yeah as seen yeah. on a daily basis so it'd be great exposure for a lot of those guys but i don't know how they would do under the wwe umbrella um especially with everything happening with covid it doesn't feel like this is the right time to be doing this exactly um all right moving on down recent uh leak here coming from backstage of wwe is that 
we could be getting a new stable on SmackDown starring the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Uh, I think part of this is stemming from an interview that Jey Uso did stating that the bloodline is always going to be a thing, um, you know, always on and off again. Uh, but man, how great would it be if we actually got to go where we were just running the whole place? Um, and they already do. The other part of this was that, they, <laughs> that the report oh, says on. they would get an, an additional talent. Or they would get more people in. Tamina. So uh, Tamina is a good pick, but part of me is wondering, okay, so if you're adding a fourth guy, maybe your IC champion, who would that be? And are, are um, we sticking it with Samoan lineage or is this uh, Roman's tribe? I'm thinking of that. I, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's down in NXT. He's jobbed a couple times. Um, Maluda? John Maluda? Yeah. Yeah, I'm he was thinking on, that he was on AEW not too long ago, though. He was, <laughs> yeah. Which um, I, which means I assume he's floating around. Yeah, but I don't think that you necessarily have to have a fourth guy for a stable. Um, I think I think that that's what's going to happen because they're having success with the Hurt Locker right right now. Um, they're having success with that. They've had success with UE. Um, I feel like. If it does come to fruition and you do add a fourth person, um, I think it'd be best to add a woman, honestly. And whether that be um, The Rock's daughter, maybe. Um, that, w- that, would, that would be a great tie-in. Um, yeah. And if it come, push comes to shove, she's not ready. I mean, you have Tamina not doing anything on SmackDown again, but don't worry. In like three, three months, she'll have a women's title shot. Don't worry, though. She... We also have another Fatu in the women's division. We do have Naomi there. So, uh, I mean, that's true though. <laughs> I don't, I don't know no, if that's preferred, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, but she, yeah, yeah, but she's bloodline by by association. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't. I mean, gosh, she's awful, and she complains about everything, which is why she's on TV right now. They don't have anything for. Be- because she's hard to work with. I, I, the The proof is in the pudding. You know, no, she goes. She right. goes on. She goes on Twitter. She puts her. She puts not only the company, but she goes and puts herself on blast. Um, and then you know, you turn around. They give her a shot. She doesn't look great in the ring. So then they don't have anything for her. And now she's sitting there again. So I doubt if she'll get another shot. Honestly. I think she'll always be around because of who she's married to. I, I hate saying that just because it shouldn't be the case, but I think that is what it's going to be. I'm sure we might get some heat on ourselves for that one, but makes sense though. People love themselves. Some Naomi for some reason. But you yeah. don't think if, if if it's a girl, you you wouldn't go with Jax. Also, also a valid point. I mean, I'm, I mean, there I can so give you a million many. reasons why not, but I'm just saying, if, if you're going to put a girl... There was an them, obvious one as for. Yeah, you'd probably go Jax. I would. Good, better, and different. <laughs> at, at, at least walking out there, they would all look the part. Wrestling yeah, is another it, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, except she's 50 pounds heavier than the rest of them. 
Should be bumping <laughs> Jimmy and Jay. Listen. All right. all right. She was already in the men's rumble. All right. <laughs> this is true. This is true. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on. There's a statement made by Tony Khan uh, coming out of uh, Harold Meiji's exit of New Japan. Oh. So Harold Meiji resigned and plans to leave the company by next month. And the current CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling of America, Takami Obari, I apologize if I just butchered that. I do my best. Uh, is set to replace him. It was reported that the move came because of numerous reasons, including losing TV in the United States and not reaching a promised $200 million in revenue, losing American talent as well. Um, and there is some concern that Meiji's getting a bit too much of the spotlight in Japan. Um, but a big one that honestly I didn't realize has picked up a lot of heat is apparently people in New Japan are really upset that he didn't want to make a working relationship with AEW. Um, which reading this was very surprising to me because I feel like this is the first time we're hearing that people backstage of New Japan want a partnership. Um, so it kind of sounds like Meiji was the one carrying a grudge against Kenny and the Bucks and everyone. Um, but well, he he well he wasn't the only one because Ring of Honor brass too. Listen, sure. I've said this a, a thousand times on um, podcast word order. Get your money, okay? Oh. Yeah, get your money. So again, I think this stems down back to the Bucks and Omega and Cody, you know, flooding the Indies and then using, you know, Ring of Honor and New Japan as their own personal playground until their playground was built and ready. Now, surprisingly, you would think that I would love to bag on them for that. But guess what? You don't? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Like, does it suck? Yeah. You know, like as in business, business wise, I'm sure they told some people, nah, man, you're good. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? And then they're gone. But at the end of the day, I mean, this business is about making it's a business and that's what people tend to forget. So, hey, listen, while they're there, they're going to make money. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And, you know, you can be mad at them all you want, but it's business. You know, now if I mean, now if they're blind and saying they're going to this and do that, I mean, that's obviously bad. But at the end of the day, guess what? It's a business, so I don't know. I, I think he had an axe to grind. That's what I said a couple of weeks ago. I think he had an axe to grind against that, and with him being out, I mean, I would assume New Japan's – It's one, it's better if everybody's working with everybody to, to some in some capacity. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to have – Territories had the answer. Yeah, every damn, like, show needs to be intermingled. No, but, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with not people showing up in other places. Yeah. I mean, look! Look how bad! Look how much we've been gloating on just one wrestler from NWA who has nowhere near the the pull that New Japan does. But one wrestler from NWA shows up on your program with somebody else's title, and all of a sudden, you know, it's it's must see TV. It's you know, it's just great. It's exactly Sorry. I think what made the territory so great. Oh, You're absolutely! Good. I mean, um, I, I can rant on that. Are you about to tell them what is the? I think the big main event of wrong is why you should watch. Did you just, anyone else just get that notification? No, because I, I don't care. Um, New <laughs> New Japan, even before he was president, um, 
has shown that they're willing to work with American companies. Um, a big, a big example is when New Japan and T and TNA had a, had a working partnership. You saw all kinds of talent on there. It can be done. It's whether or not you want, you want to do it. And when you look at the higher ups at a, at, at AEW, aside, aside from the cons. Okay. And you're looking at VPs, executive v, VPs. Okay. Why would they not want to have a working relationship with a with another company that has a ton of incredible talent? It makes no sense on a it makes no sense on AEW side. So this is no surprise. This is no surprise as 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 to now this is all coming out that he was the one that was, you know, kind of, you know, blocking this relationship. Yeah. Um no, I think that's exactly it. Now, the comment that Tony Khan made, he was asked if uh, if uh, the two sides between AEW and uh, New Japan could reconnect. Um, and this kind of came out in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Khan co- commented on the change, and he said, I'm not sure yet if the two will uh, reconnect, but my initial gut feeling is it could be good. So... It sounds it to me like Tony Khan is all in. It um, can't be any worse. I mean, we say that, but it's always possible. Now, no, I mean, no, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, you'd have to start some bad blood that they there necessarily. Now, here are some of the deterrents that have been said also for New Japan. Um, obviously, a new company with a track record, and despite having two significant TV deals in the works, it was thought a company run by wrestlers wouldn't pan out. Also, New Japan felt. Uh, that Tony Khan should have made a trip to Japan and spoke with them about working out a partnership. Oh, well, I mean, I, one, he, apparently he must not know how the, op, the, the Japanese operate. And two, if you want to do business, I would say at least, uh, I mean, I don't think that's too, too much to ask. You know what I mean? No, no, I don't, I don't think that's incorrect. I think that is very true. Um, but yeah, so here you go. Here is your, uh, Raw main event. This is this is what's supposed to tear you away from PWO tonight. So, uh, you guys ready for this blockbuster? Jesus, uh, I'm ready for this brand new main main event that we've never seen ever. Actually, gonna... we may not have actually seen this one before. I don't. We may I... not have actually seen this before. It's going to be a six man tag. It's going to be WWE, Drew McIntyre, and the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, versus Randy Orton. Oh, wait. Go ahead. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. What's the context? What's next? So, Roode faced McIntyre last week for the title um, and was unsuccessful. McIntyre... Oh my God! So look, Jeff. I I can't take anymore. Go ahead. I need but go you ahead. To go and watch something on WWE YouTube, okay? Oh, gosh. Because it, it might be your your like, it it could be the worst, but also the best thing ever for you. <laughs> so, on Raw last week, you had all of the legends who helped out it, Drew McIntyre in the ambulance Mac. In the- <laughs> continue. Uh, sitting around playing <laughs> poker. In the Legends Lounge. 
Oh. All right. And so Randy Orton decides, all right, I'm getting my revenge. So he gets in. All right. He like knocks. No one answers. Then he opens the door. Everyone turns to look at him. We pan over to legends to the legends, and they're all like, What? If camera pans over to Randy Orton, he pulls down night vision goggles and turns off the lights. Also, Jeff, he cosplayed as a as a janitor. Jeff, I'm not making this up. That's the worst yeah. part. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the worst part is when he's done, he turns the lights on. They're all scattered across the room. He sneaks back outside, back to his little janitor cart, and then, like, under his breath, he's like, they're in there, they're in there. Like, like you know, nobody's going to recognize a 6'3", you know, 220-pound uh, Jack to the gills. Yeah. Like, night vision goggles. Yeah, with night vision goggles. What are we doing? Also, and, I really appreciate because he attacked them all with a chair, and you hear the chair whacking on everything, but you don't hear any of the legends react. So it's just uh, a chair. Uh, I have like a, oh, see, now I'm going to go back because I'm a sicko. Now I'm going to go back and count the legends and count the chair shots because I, I just I love stuff like this. this for me. Um, but this is the kind of stuff, again, I'm an, I'm an equal opportunity basher. This is the WWE is so bad that this is the type of stuff. Where, you know, a Mimosa Mayhem match sounds like a good idea next to this. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Both, thi- both things are bad, but, geez, one is just, you know what I mean, just awful. And it just uh, drives well, me insane. Let me, let me also break some more knowledge on y'all. So Chris Jericho does his Saturday night specials for the podcast. His Bravo. podcast, not ours. That'd be super cool. We might need to see if we can buy him a steak uh, to get him on. But uh, so he was saying the Mimosa Mayhem match was actually supposed to be the second match. And that was going to be it with Orange Cassidy. And it was supposed to be Jericho versus Tyson at All Out. Yeah, that makes sense. And so because Tyson ended up backing out, they just continued the Orange Cassidy segment. So that explains why that was extended out. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. So... Cassie was originally only supposed to win the Mimosa Mayhem match. <laughs> at least we can fight with it either way. He wasn't nah, I'm fine with it either way. I mean, I mean, eventually we will circle back around. We'll get Jericho Tyson. So it, it's fine. Tyson! Oh, Lord. All right. So, uh, you know what else was celebrated recently? One year of all elite wrestling. Oh, yeah. It was a good time, man. I can't wait to go back and be in a crowd for something. Uh, but it was real cool being at the first Dynamite show up here in our neck of the woods. I'm sorry, Ryan. I know we were missing you. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah, because Pat and I were coming out of practice, and then we came back to we came back to our place, and Mick Neely came over, and it was a, it was a special moment, you know, like – just, just two different vantage points of, you know, night one of one of the better American sports going on. I would yeah. really like to go back and watch that, especially with everything that's come out since then. I don't know how much you guys have, like, caught on and listened to, like, talk and shop and everything. So, originally, Hager wasn't going to be the big surprise person. It was going to be gallows and anderson and maybe aj Styles showing up at dynamite 
prior to WWE backing the truck up. Yeah. Well, backing the lies up. Well, that as well. But could you imagine, Jeff, what the reaction would have been? How much we would have lost our minds if Gallows, Anderson, and AJ Styles showed up on night one of Dynamite? Well, that, no disrespect to Jake Hager, but that that's star power. You know oh, I, mean? I am, I am. That is, yeah. that is, and maybe, maybe I am going to sound very new wrestling fan, even though I, I've been doing this for almost two, two decades now, but like that I think might be bigger than Let's Luger showing up on WCW. I think, <laughs> I think that Rick Rude showing up on both shows in one night's bigger than that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's fair. I mean, I mean, it is. Well, anytime, it, I mean, anytime you have a clause you know, that's put in the contract from there on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So now it leads me to ask you guys one year of AEW. What's been your favorite moment of all elite wrestling so far? And Jeff, I know you said you had it right away. So I'm going to start with you if you don't mind. Uh, mine's simple and it, it may be cliche. Um, but I just let you guys know that I don't need a partner. I need a brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, That's good. <laughs> um, I know it's corny, but it for the for the purest wrestling fans, it was it's just great. It's just great. It's old school wrestling. It's emotion. It's I remember, I remember saying this when it when it came out. The wrestling's a wrestling. You know that'll take care of itself. But think of the last time you watched any wrestling program and not because of injury or death or you know some other you know, stuff like that, that you even thought about tearing up or maybe tear it up, or even if you did tear up, see, see people tear up in the crowd, you know what I mean? And for oh, me, that's, yeah. it's, it's just, this it's just great. It was just great. Cause it, it wasn't necessarily planned. Maybe it was, you know, it's just wrestling, but it, 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 I don't think it was, but it didn't feel that way. Um, you know, it was just really, really organic. And so I say that's, that's mine. I love it. Ryan. Speaking of organic, um, there's only a handful of moments in professional wrestling where you just feel this organic, natural emotion. Um, reference back to a little while ago when, um, when we did our top tens, um, and the top 10 was, uh, you know, you know, the most emotional moments in, you know, professional wrestling. My number two was Chris Jericho's entrance at AW Revolution. And I'm sticking to my guns. Um, that was an incredible atmosphere. That was the height of Jericho's title reign. Um, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I said this all during that show. But, um, you know, it, it, showed, it showed other independent wrestlers that you can go other places and that and, and and be successful you don't need to go to wwe to tell yourself that you that you made it as a professional wrestler okay success is what you make it to be um so there is no bigger moment in the first year than that um just kind of giving hope for a lot of other independent wrestlers and you know a lot of guys that are thinking about hanging it up because yeah, they're not getting to the E. Um, just hope, man. I love it. Um, uh, mine is 
the utmost bias, and I apologize. It it was the entire day of Dynamite One. Um, we got up there early, uh, met uh, fan of the show, and and just in general, great friend Mike DeShazo up there. Uh, we all may have went to a bar before we went over to the center, um, but like just the overall energy of that show was incredible. Um, I, I have a picture on my phone that maybe I will upload to Facebook so I can upload as my background. But uh, I remember just waiting in line and buying, buying t-shirts and spending way too much money on t-shirts. Um, but this dude had a sign and it said, son of a dream, they did it. And like, oh man. I don't know if I've ever had more fun in a wrestling crowd than I did for that dynamite just because it just felt incredible. Um, to piggyback off what Ryan said, um, I was in the house for full gear and full gear was kind of the same thing. And we, well, through nefarious means, we were like, I don't know, maybe like six rows away, you know, like we're dead center middle of the ring. And I remember being there and this is from someone who's been to a lot of pay-per-views, you know? Well, I mean, just not a lot of pay-per-views, a lot of wrestling. I mean, from your gymnasiums, from your BFWs, your ring of honors, your, I mean, a lot of wrestling, but I remember the same thing being there watching Jericho come out and thinking like, um, man, they, this is for real. You know, because to be fair, this isn't the first time or the last time that someone's, you know, well, we're starting up a wrestling promotion. Well, yeah, you and everybody else. You know what I mean? And just this one actually stuck. And, uh, you know, I, I get on it a lot and I'm always going to because that's just who I am. But like you said, Ryan, it did show that you can go somewhere else and be successful. So. Who would have thought that three and a half years, years ago, uh, you know, just a simple squabble over 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 Twitter when you know Dave Meltzer couldn't you know didn't believe that um, you know there was another company that could you know, sell ten thousand tickets, and then just a daring Cody Rhodes you know said I'll take that bet, Dave, and then sold out for All In, and now here we are, you know, October twenty twenty. And nope. they're arguably one of the best American wrestling promotions. It, it's just very hard to believe. They are yep. easily. I mean, you guys can watch and know. Um, here you go. <laughs> this dude was actually also super cool. That was the other cool thing. A lot of really cool wrestling fans at the show. Cool. Um, so. There you go. If you guys don't know, this guy actually also runs uh, YouTube showing off a lot of action figures for wrestling. So I would check it out, especially if you want to check out all those new AEW action figures. (laughs) Jeff keeps finding them. Nobody else can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Chance of AEW walking into the arena and everything. Super cool, man. I can't wait to go back. It was awesome. And I'm just going to stick with this page because it's so much easier to get to than the PWO logo. Sorry, everybody. Um, so, there is your quick 
quick AEW remembrance. I mean, I I would think it'd be cool, and and man, I might have to see if I can get with somebody and and go back and watch that first AEW show, just kind of relive that. Oh, don't forget about Jericho Thirty on the on this week's Dynamite. Oh yeah, in fact, they actually did a road to that started right about the same time that we were getting ready to come on the air. So I am excited to go ahead and watch that when we are off the air in 40 minutes, which is awesome. Also, um, we're doing a quick about face from AEW and we are going back to WWE to talk and get you ready for the WWE draft that starts this Friday. It's supposed to just be Friday and Monday. And there is a lot of confusion on whether or not NXT will be a part of this uh, draft deal. So, uh, WWE did put out a tweet saying, who is your number one draft pick for Raw, SmackDown, NXT? Um, and then it was shortly deleted and replaced with just, who's your number one draft pick for Raw and SmackDown? So, a lot of speculation. Maybe NXT is going to be surprise draft picks. Uh, maybe they're trying to find a way to, to surprise everyone with that. Maybe have uh, Triple H make an announcement on that. But also, how are we going to do draft picks without any authority figures? Are we going to go back to the head of the Titan, Tron, and... That's awful. Um, yeah, I, I, I really kind of like the, the personability of, hey, this is who it is. Well, although let's look at let's look at Survivor Series though, really quick uh, from last year. How it wasn't really like, hey, you know, I'm the major champion from Raw. Oh, you're the major champion from SmackDown. Let's see who's the better champion. It wasn't it wasn't that. It was just, hey, this is what the match is going to be. So at this point, I don't think authority figures are needed. I think um, you know maybe just. Um, have somebody come out like, oh, well, go on to Raw as this person because nobody watches Raw anyway. Seriously, um, 1.6. You know what could actually be a really cool thing is if you involve the Thunderdome into it where, like, you have the screens one by one slowly formed to make the person. That could be super cool, but I feel like that would take up a lot of time, especially if we're going to move a bunch. Um, yeah. Now let me get your yeah. guys' general reaction on this. Is there going to be some kind of ploy where NXT gets to make a draft pick? Or maybe there was a miscommunication there on Twitter, or is this another case of booking the show hour before it's on? I think this is a fly by night booking. <laughs> they won't know that until they actually decide there, like you said, man, they're at the place. So should we, should we actually, cause remember what, what did they go back on a while ago? Remember the last time I did, it was like, Oh, well it's going to be this many from NXT or remember what was it or, or, or rumble. And they're like, Oh, well now it's not. Oh you yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be 10 wrestlers from NXT. And yeah. Like now there isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I, who knows? I, I, I would like, like you said, err on the side of whatever sticks, you know, 25, 30 minutes, 45 minutes for the damn actual show. All right. Yeah. I think, I think they're doing a, I think NXT is doing fine. Um, you know, kind of taking the former main roster talent and injecting them into whatever's going on. Um, new life. You know, we'll cover what happened last night, but there was a but there was a certain former you know women's champion that came back um, who was on the main roster. Um, but I so I think it could be stuff like that. I don't think they'll be involved in the draft per per se. Um, 
but I think things like that could happen where they can draft where the main rosters can draft whoever they want. Um, and then, you know, whoever they don't want, they just ship to NXT. Yeah. That's fair. So with all this being said, if uh, I'm going to go through them one by one, who is the number one draft pick for your brand? So, so we're going to go ahead and everyone will say they're number one for Raw, then SmackDown, then NXT, assuming NXT gets to get a draft pick. Um, and let me go ahead and make this a little bit harder. You can take tag teams, but you can't take stables. So no one can take Undisputed Era right off the bat. That's fine. Wait, so who has what brand? Uh, I No, all of us will just go through for everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to sign brands. So we'll start with Raw, all right? And you guys feel free if you need to take a minute, look at the Raw, uh, look at uh, SmackDown and NXT roster of who you would like to move over. But Ryan, you, you seem like you're ready. Um, the number one flagship show is supposed to be Raw. Okay. Raw needs to be undisputed. Adam, Adam Cole to Raw. He is he is the best overall talent. Okay, maybe other and he's grouped with a couple of other big name guys, but it's 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 time to either move him up to the main roster or just to ship him out. Okay, because last night and I'm glad I got my shovel ready because that ending <laughs> infuriated me to no effing end. Okay. Adam Cole is the main roster. He's going to Raw. All right. Jeff, you need a minute? Um, I'm probably going to pick it back right off of Ryan. It's Cole. I mean, he. It, it's just – it's this one's a no-brainer at least. Um, like, it's, like you said, either bring him up or hashtag push him out the door or push mm-hmm. out the door. I am going to go off a different route here. Drew McIntyre. No, he's already on Raw. Or actually, no. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I already said it. I guess you could keep him the same. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I already Um, said it. I think this is going to be your big surprise. Well, not really a surprise. They have shown this happening now for weeks. Um, And it's going to be a boo from everybody. But I think it's a legitimate, probably a number one pick for Raw. It's going to be Braun Strowman. (laughs) But he's but he's on. Oh no, I guess he's not. He's on Raw Underground, which is open to anybody. Yeah. Oh God! Which which yeah. which? If you guys didn't know, is in the back of the actual. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. He's gonna knock on the door twice. Favorite for the back. Oh. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that the is that the red or the white? Fuck. All, right. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and head to SmackDown. And uh, I got one if you guys don't mind me going first. Have at it. Um, because this person needs to be away from Raw. They recently were on SmackDown a while ago, but I definitely think the division needs this person the most. Charlotte Flair. To Charlotte Flair to SmackDown. Because here's the thing. They uh, taken... I don't even remember what brand she was on, honestly. Because she was on all three of them before she got hurt. Yeah, no, she's currently on Raw. Okay. To 
according to WWE's website, which they have messed that up before. But great. I assume this is your way of bringing her back. Supposedly, she was done with her surgery back in June. This was just time off for her. Um, I think well needed time off. Um, but SmackDown's women's division is hurting, and you just took Mandy Rose. You just took Dana Brooke. You have Sonya Deville gone from the company for the time being. There are like three women on SmackDown right now, four if you include Naomi, uh, and that's Carmella, Sasha, and uh, Bailey. I mean, we have Bliss and, and Cross too, but both of them are – well, Cross is the only one closest to the women's division, but Bliss yeah. is off doing something with the main roster men. So I don't see her being in the women's ta- uh, women's title division for a little bit here. All right. Got it out of Let's get her back. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Anyone got one? SmackDown's number one. See, and if I was smart, if I was smart, I would have, I would have, I would have sent AJ to Raw and put Cole on SmackDown. Oh. See, I want Adam I Cole as far away as possible from Roman Reigns. Yeah, but at the same time... Reigns is on, Reigns is on SmackDown, right? Yeah. yeah. But also, yeah, so, remember, uh, Adam Cole made his NXT debut attacking who? Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Damn. So this would be what? Business. The plot That's thickens. Are we allowed to go. move champions? Huh? Are we allowed to move champions? Do your thing, man. Oh, well, see, this would prompt me to then do my move because um, I think Drew McIntyre needs to go back home. I think he needs to be the face of the franchise. He needs to go to SmackDown. You know, he needs to go back to being the chosen one. You know, and then everything else makes sense, moving moving AJ to Raw and Cole to SmackDown. But in my draft... In my draft, I'm keeping I'm keeping you know firm here. Um, Adam Cole's on Raw. You move Drew McIntyre to SmackDown. You you at that point, I don't know if you are forced to move to move Roman to Raw, or if it's or if it, the title is vacated and then you have you know Drew McIntyre getting a title shot. Um, oh, that would also make sense. Yeah. Um, but another person, if we're not including, if, if we're not including champions, I would, I would, I would pick Ricochet. Hmm. All right. Ricochet. To, to, to SmackDown? With, yeah. Rig, Ricochet with that group of talent, I think, I think would flourish. I mean, you look at, I mean, I mean, you look at Cesaro, Shinsuke. Uh, I mean, you have the Lucha House, House Party. You've got AJ Styles. Hardy, Sami Zayn. It's essentially a who's who of of guys with his with very similar stature and style. Um, but yeah. All right, Jeff. You're, so SmackDown. Um, and we we can pick from NXT as well, right or no? Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you are you about to pick who I who I want you to pick? Yeah, Roddy, <laughs> Roddy, son of a bitch. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna go Roddy. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Roddy. Um, J- 
just because I think he's a his character is his own character, if that makes any sense. Like, he's not necessarily a good guy or... I mean, he's actually a better heel, but he's not necessarily a good guy or he's a bad guy. guy. Um, and, and I'd argue, you know, he just... He has that WWE look. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so... I mean, his work is great, and I get to see him coming to SmackDown and fitting right in... Not fitting right in the bad way, but I mean, you know, coming in and his wrestling would be great, and you could put him wherever you, you'd want him now. They'd probably ruin him, but... Bring his wife um, in the women's division. So yeah, yeah, well. yeah, and and he's really a blank slate. I mean, you could you could do so many things with Roddy because he can talk, he can work, he he looks the part. You know what I mean? He doesn't have any like weird gimmicks or outfits or you know what I mean? Anything? He's 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 solid across the board. So I'd go Roddy Strong. There you go. Right. NXT number one pick. Do you guys want me to start? Because I, I got three people in mind, um, but I'm going to stick with two because one of them is holding a title currently. I've got okay. two as well, but go ahead. Uh, so if I can take anyone, including someone with the belt, I am sending Shinsuke Nakamura back to NXT. <laughs> At the very least, we can get him versus Kushida. We can get him versus Adam Cole we can get Shinsuke as a top guy again. Restore what has been lost. If I can't pick someone with a title, and I think this person has been successful on the main roster, but I think this changeup would give them a, a much better opportunity, and I think who better to have a great match against Finn Balor than Kevin Owens. And yeah. I mean NXT prized fighter Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Kevin Steen. That's what I want. I want Kevin Owens. That's the guy. Uh, Jeff Ryan, who wants to go next? Go ahead, Jeff. Um, I'm gonna copy Matt. Shinsuke Nakamura. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, because I mean he's just that good. Um, uh, and my second would uh, somewhat of in the same vein, Samoa Joe. Now I know he's maybe heard or not heard and probably, you know, and he's a commentator now for, you know, until maybe he's wrestling <laughs> again, but he's another guy. Again, we've talked about this a million times in your, the last 10 years, the most underrated wrestler, Samoa Joe's got to be in your damn top five uh, or 10. I don't know. Just, I don't know why he hasn't, you know, been the face face of a, of a or at least, or at least a heel face of a company and he has to some extent, but I, I'll just, I'll never understand. So, um, so Moa Joe killing people, running through people, old music too. Not that new stuff. Let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan. Uh, so everybody has already said Shinsuke. Um, I'd love to see Sami Zayn back in NXT, get another run. Um, I don't think it'll happen with his age and where he's at on the main roster. Um, I'm going to go with somebody who I think has been wronged pretty dang hard on the main roster. They took away two thirds of his name. I'm still really upset about it. It's Andrade (laughs) Cien Almas. Okay. He's a former NXT champion. He's in this love triangle on raw, which he doesn't need to be a part of. Okay. The shtick he was doing in NXT was fine. 
Okay, he produced the first five star match in in all of WWE since two since since 2011, and you ship him to the main roster to be a tag team champion. I like, don't understand where the logic is. It's like Pong; he just kind of goes back. You know what I mean? Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I just don't. I I I feel like he would be. Um, he would be a worthy ad adversary right now. Um, obviously, don't have the cruiserweight title involved in it. But Andrade, Cien Almas versus Santos es Escobar, I think, would be an instant classic. Um, but you think of all the talent that's on that's in NXT now, them versus you know them them versus Andrade. Um, you could even make a case for Aleister Black. That I mean, was black, black was my yeah black was kind of my one B yeah. But you, there's you you would think with like the push that they gave, the push slash slash just all the opportunity that they gave Del Rio, like you, you would think that Andrade could do that and just so much more. And I'm not knocking Del Rio like again, he maybe well not, no, no not not Del Rio. Oh okay 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 <laughs> but 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 I'm no yes but I mean like work wise. You know, he wasn't bad. You know, you know what I mean. Like he, yeah, he, he, was, he, for for what he was, he was solid. He was a heel. He was a face you wanted to punch. And 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 now and and modern wrestling nowadays, that's actually kind of hard to hard to come by. But yeah, so you would think with all the stuff that they gave him, like man, Andrade can go, and he's just great. I just I don't understand it. I mean, again, you know, how we are on this show. Well, how my views Vince don't like foreigners for whatever reason. So maybe that's it. But there's a glass ceiling for him, but I mean, he's amazing. I would think the fact that he's about to be the newest player would have changed that, but Lord only knows. No. Yeah. All right. Here we got about 23 minutes left. I got about 15 to 20 minutes of work in, and then we got to get a little closing segment in here. So I'm going to breeze through real quick the Ring of Honor update, if y'all don't mind. Hit it. Uh, as you guys can, you can go watch right now on ring of uh, ROHwrestling.com. But we did have uh, Tracy Williams beat Russ Taylor and PJ Black uh, beat Devin uh, to finish out the first round. Next week, we should get Lethal versus Dave Finley and Fred Yeha versus uh, Tracy Williams. Week after that, we're going to get Jonathan Gresham versus Matt Seidel and uh, Josh Woods versus PJ Black. There's your quick uh, Ring of Honor update. And here's your big wins from uh, New Japan today, which was Ibushi mm. defeated Will Ospreay. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Taichi. Kazuchika Okada defeated Minoru Suzuki. Jeff Cobb defeated Jay White. Shingo Takagi defeated Yujiro Takahashi. Um, this was hands down the best night of G1 action um, this year. Um, all five matches were great. Um, nobody looked weak. A Block is still dominant over B, B Block. And then you still have Kota Bushi sitting up top all by his little lonesome. So, Nair, who I believe is still currently in the comment section of our show, uh, messaged me earlier with some really great insight here. He, he did, did his research on this. Uh, so you notice that we're actually about the halfway point now of the G1. There's only four matches left in Block A. 
Uh, Abushi, Osprey, and Jay White, uh, Suzuki, and Taichi, all star of the day with six points. Abushi's the only one to get a win today. He's now the overall front runner with eight. Plus, it got Cobb, Ishii, and Takagi out of their two point slumps. He is speculating that tomorrow's winners are going to be Goto, Sonata, Evil, and Kenta for points balance, plus Naito winning to gain eight points to tease a possible Ibushi versus Naito match. And, uh, Jeff, this is probably the most heartbreaking for you. Also, Sonata was his pick to win the G1. Uh, <laughs> theoretically, he still could, but he lost to Toriano. He did some research and he discovered that historically only one man has lost to Yano in the G1 and still won the tournament, and that was Naito in 2013. Well, so not, Naito's not, the giant killer. So yeah, yeah, if Yano beats work. you, you don't Kiss win the death. <laughs> so think about everyone that, Knight, or, uh, that, that Yano has already beaten. Oh, man. Uh, that's some good stats there. That is, that is some damn good research. That's <laughs> some next level is. stuff. He did that. That is some awesome work there. Next gen uh, stats, a PWO. <laughs> and that's Nair, man. Nair putting in the work, and he's, he is winning a whole bunch of our New Japan stuff that we've done. So it doesn't surprise me he knows his stuff. But that was just information I wasn't even aware of, especially the Yano part. Um, that blows my mind, honestly. So there's your quick G1 update. Huh. All right. Moving on over now. Victory Road happened on Saturday. Solid. Um, and I'm going to give you guys some quick results because mainly this is a nice show, but essentially it was just to get over Bound for Glory coming up next month. Um. And Ryan, you were saying you you were trying to watch this live on Implant Plus, but they're having a lot of technical issues. I'm wondering if that might be due to maybe a lot of people going through Impact Plus. Yeah, um, they don't normally go through M- Impact to do to show their pay per views. Um, the next day, I watched it and it was perfectly fine to stream back. Um, but I'm thinking it was a Saturday night. Um, you know, I know there's college football on, um, but if you're, but if you're a wrestling fan and you wanted to watch it live, um, it was there, it was, it was, it was ready at your disposal. Uh, but there, it was, it was very choppy at times and, and it just stopped. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah. It might've just gotten overloaded. Which great on one hand. But also, you want to make sure that that's a problem that gets fixed here. Um, yeah, because I would imagine that, you know, this is something that could, you know, in, increase their purchases of Impact Plus if they put, you know, pay-per-view exclusives on, um, on Impact Plus. Oh yeah. 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 And I, and I know the WWE streams everything off of the network. Uh, it. I'm sorry. I love me some Impact. They are not WWE. They cannot stream everything off of the off of their network. They have to make a little bit of extra money, you know. So I I thought that for it being free, it was a it was a really good show though, really good. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and get into the results here. The Rascals defeated Triple XL. Uh, Brian Myers defeated Tommy Dreamer. Uh, the most professional professional. 
we had a defeat Rohit challenge for the X Division title. Um, <laughs> this was answered by Willie Mack, and Willie uh, Mack ended up winning via countout. So he won, but he did not win the title. Um, you get a little backstage segment with Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. Sammy's saying he's trying to make good Shamrock back to being the world's most dangerous man, uh, as we saw on Tuesday with Shamrock attacking Eddie Edwards. Tennille uh, Dashwood defeated Jordan Grace. Um, to no one's real surprise, Neil's first real big match back. Which yeah, sucks, but to. I get it. She she had to win. Jordan Grace didn't need to win as much as Tennille did. And you yeah. can also put out there that, I mean, Jordan Grace is coming off of going to war with Gianna Perrazzo. Um, yeah. Her arm should not be kayfabe 100. She's uh, got to, you know, take a, give somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, take Rhino, Rhino and Heath defeated Reno Scum. It was all right. It was necessary, though, for... Uh, for Heath. For Heath, yes. Yeah, the match overall was meh because it was an unsanctioned match. It was just a lot of just brawling. And it was all right. Scum don't really do it for me personally. Same. Yep. Um, you had uh, Trey Miguel versus Moose. Trey Miguel got the uh, win off of a roll-up uh, with a distraction with the EC3 logo appearing on the screen. Wow. Uh, EC3 is doing some fantastic stuff. I'm about to say, after the match, uh, EC3 drops him and says there's going to be a funeral next week for the TNA world title. Um, we had a fatal four way of Ace Austin versus Josh Alexander versus Carl Anderson versus Alex Shelley. This was kind of your big buildup for the fatal four way tag match. And uh, winner, Josh Alexander, picking it up for the North. God, I love the North. I hope that Impact can have a working agreement with AEW if New Japan can't get it going because they've already teased it. They've already teased an FTR yeah. versus the North. And I think, I, think, I think the North is one of the top tag teams on the planet. I agree. And I think that any, any match they have with any other top, top guy tag team would be excellent. Um, Diana Perrazzo. What was that, Jeff? I said, look at him go. Hey, man. God lighten it up. Diana Perrazzo defeated Susie with the double arm bar. Um, After the match, Kylie Ray is announced that she'll be the next challenger. Kimberly and Diana attack Kylie and Susie, leaving them both face down the ring. Um, I believe they pilmanized Sue Young's arm. They did, and I don't know if we're getting the transition back to Sue Young, but I feel like if I feel like this is the best time <sighs> is it, it's not ever. You think it's it's not too soon? You think you think this is it's been? No, they just they just they 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 just pilmaned her. Kind of perfect foil as well for it. Like if you're gonna have Sue Susie turn into Sue Young and attack somebody, Kylie Concerto. Ray, perfect person set up there you go Uh, main event time it's eric young versus eddie edwards for the impact title listen still listen eddie won no (laughs) somebody somebody (laughs) mute jeff i'm messing with you Um, going hit the pile driver and sinks in the ankle lock eddie taps out 
Um, and I believe Rich Swan kind of came out at the end of this. Am I right? I can't remember. Correct. Yeah, he essentially chases Eric Eric Young Young away. He has the title um, to close the show. He's saying, "This is my title. I'm coming for you." Um, this is the best that Eric that Eric Young has looked in a while. He is in his he is in his element. He's in his zone. He's right where he needs to be. This is the Eric Young that WWE missed out on. That they had gold in their hands and they let it go. You're so right. You're right. All right. Uh, oh, God. oh no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cod, where's Eddie Edwards rank on your like most hated wrestlers? Like, oh, nobody goes below No Way Jose. So there. So there. Okay. You go. <laughs> Actually, No Way Jose, and then like him more. <laughs> yeah. Um. No Way Jose is number one, and then and then Low Key is number two. But since we're in a pandemic, it's more of like a one A, and Low Key is one is one B. Wear a mask. Do I do I ask where Joey Ryan is on that list, or do we just leave that one alone for now? Um, well, there's another list for guys like him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> called hell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving over to NXT Takeover 31. That's a smooth transition. There we go. No one's gonna note anything that was just said. We have the NXT North American title open the show. Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. I do want to take a quick moment and talk about how they did change the stadium a little bit, uh, paying tribute to the, oh, God, Capital Wrestling. Oh, um, C. Yeah, I was to say the CWC. Uh, mm. I was to say the Capital Wrestling Center, but that is definitely mm-hmm. what they're calling this and not the CWC that Jess McMahon and Vince McMahon Sr. ended up creating prior yep. to w- WWF. Um, Correct. Really, the big note of changes for me was they included the Thunderdome aspect on one side of the wall, um, and they had a chain link fence in front of the plastic or uh, plexiglass wall. I actually liked that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I know. Well, it's not that I liked it, but it just didn't. I don't know. Like you, I, you thought it. I don't know. If you say it out loud, like oh, it's gonna look cheesy, but I just thought everything looked good. Now I can't, you know, the wrestling and everything else and all that. Who knows? But I don't know. For for what's going on, I I, I didn't think it was a bad, you know, what I mean, setup. Yeah, my thing was I didn't think it was significantly different from what they were already doing. But that True. might be because Thunderdome and NXT have been different, so it's very reminiscent of what they're doing with the Thunderdome for me. Listen, I was I was fine with putting the fence around the ring. I, w- I was fine with that. And then they kept the plexiglass. Well, they got to. COVID. They have to, Although yeah. I so would, then, so I then, so then don't have people there. I would recommend that they also have the people there keep their masks up and not take them down 12 minutes into the show. But I'm... Brian I, Alvarez. I digress. I digress. Wink, wink. Damian Priest ends up defeating Johnny Gargano here. What was a pretty solid match. Um, I enjoyed it. Maybe a little... A little uh, overbooked in there at the end, but it is definitely not the most overbooked finish that happens tonight. So, yep. Uh, this is a great match. Apparently, uh, executive producers in WWE, uh, including the main roster, see a lot of money in Damian Priest, Sasha Martinez. I think we've been telling them this now for a while. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely. Think, I think you're right, and I almost picked him for my for my like draft up to. You know what I mean. Because yeah. he, he he's one of those guys in NXT. Does he really need to win the World Heavyweight Championship? No. no. 
Greg to the moon. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. All right. We got Kushida defeating uh, Velveteen Dream. Guys, I feel like there's a whole lot we can go into this match, but I, for the sake of time, are you guys cool if we just leave it where it is? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, go to jail. Uh, after the match, Kushida wins. He makes Velveteen tap out. After the match, he keeps coming back and putting him back in the non-bar. Finally, he walks off. Uh, we get the announcement. Halloween Havoc is coming to NXT. October <sighs> Is there anything more apparent than trying to make sure uh, AEW doesn't get this copyright? Yeah. Can I ask why Shotzi Blackheart is the host? Because it's Shotzi Blackheart, and she's hardcore, man, and she's going to howl at the moon. So how about give her a damn match? Like, I don't get this. What? The host. Maybe she'll get to make a match. I don't know. I got nothing. I guess guess she's not wrestling anymore. Sorry. I... Tank Girl. Let's talk about a match that I thought was fantastic. (laughs) Honestly, maybe match of the night for me. Which one? Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar. It was good. Escobar and Legado Del Fantasma need to be in the main event of NXT. Santos needed to drop the, the Cruiserweight title here, in my opinion. But both of these guys, way, way higher up in the cruiserweight division, in my opinion. I yeah, no, I agree okay. to an extent. I feel like what you're saying is correct, though. Like the the thing is, he didn't drop the title last night. Would have been the night to do it because the thing is, is now you're going to get this rematch, and then you're going to have to have a rubber match. So you're already looking to take over down the road. Well, I think this was the rubber match. Was it? Yeah, because they've they've had matches. Um, they had a title defense on NXT. Where oh, okay. All right, right. Yeah, but I but I wouldn't be surprised if we got a rubber rubber match. Trust me. I'd be okay with it. These guys have great chemistry. Obviously, I think mm-hmm. dating back to their time in Lucha Underground. Um, this was Kill Shot versus King Cuerno. For those of you who didn't know that. Um, <laughs> And they actually even addressed that, you know, Swerve spent some time under a lucha mask and some time training there. So that was kind of cool. Moving on to the women's title match. uh, Io Shirai won with what was the most overbooked finish I have ever seen in my life. Um, We tried to recreate. Yes. Yes. It's up there. We tried to recreate the Bailey putting on the ref shirt and coming in. Uh, hitting EO with the title. Um, God, there was like two more things that were like, this just stupid. It was just stupid. This was the match for me I could not get into. And honestly, I think it's because Candice LeRae don't do it for me. I mean, nothing else I need to say about that. There you go. Um, but thank God EO Shirai won. And right as we were all talking about how the NXT women's division Looking a little weak, we get the announcement that Tony Storm is coming to Wednesday nights on NXT, and we get a return of Ember Moon to Wednesday nights. Uh, both a much mm-hmm. needed shot in the arm for the division. Yeah. Yeah, we were literally saying moments before that, like, you know, like how, how thin the women's division was because they had to stick vanilla Candice LeRae in there. Okay, and then they can't even book a finish with her. 
because she's so gimmicked from being on the indies for so long. She doesn't know how to work a dang finish. So, you know, let's concoct something out of the air. You know, she needs to go back to being Gargano's side side piece. Okay, okay. because she should she should not be wrestling singles matches. She cannot. Look at look at Cod sounding like me. <laughs> I'm with him though. I'm I'm with him. I would be okay if she's not there. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. The women's division is weak. Um and then on top of that, like why why is Rhea Ripley being mishandled? Like if if everybody doesn't think she's as good as she should be or, or she hasn't hit her stride yet because she's still young, that, that's and that's fair. That's fine. Like I don't understand, like Kai just said, why they're booking Candace Array like she's Ripley. Like what are we you know, you know what I mean? Like what the hell's going on? Yep. And I'm yeah. not saying Rhea Ripley needs to be in every damn main event, because you can't do that either. But uh, the stuff with Charlotte, I think, exposed uh, her weaknesses. That no, hammered down. No, 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 and and you're right. But she's still better than anybody, you know. Not name maybe not name me. No, no, <laughs> and, and, no, and that's that's fair. Yeah. But I mean, but she has a lot of time. You know, I just it just drives me insane. All right, main event time. And guys, we have, I believe, about ten minutes. Eric, if I'm wrong, please come on and text me. I think we got about ten minutes though. Um, give or take a minute. So, oh, 15. Oh, excellent. Oh, fantastic. So, main event time. Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor have a great, strong style match. Um, yeah, I know. I know it's coming. Uh, I'm, I am prepped to argue for this one here. Uh, you can. That's fine. You'll be wrong, but go ahead. I think I, I gave very solid evidence last night, but we can argue. So, after the match... We have a big respect moment. Finn Balor picks up Kyle O'Reilly. Really fantastic match. If this was a match of the night, I, it's this or the Cruiserweight title, in my opinion. Both just top-notch, super best. Um, cannot recommend this match enough. Following the match, though, Adam Cole gets dropped over the, the like open spot of the where they didn't have the plexiglass slash chains, which also, why was that spot open? But whatever. Uh, Ridge Holland just, bah! It's Ridge Holland, guys. It's come back. Ridge Holland saying he's making it. It's hey, do you know this guy? <laughs> <laughs> it it should have just been the big show. Whatever. Uh-huh. Before, Ryan presents why this is horrible. Actually, no, Ryan, I'll let you I'll let you present and then I will say why I think he is the right choice. All right. Is that fair? Okay. So first of all, I thought this was the best match of the night. Um Kyle O'Reilly's a stud. Um it, it goes to show you that even even if Adam Cole goes to greener pastures or goes to the main roster, the kid can carry the load. Um he sold all of his injuries well, he sold them all correctly. Okay. Um, I didn't like throughout the match how they kept saying like, oh, I don't know if he's going to be able to withhold or if he's going to or if somebody's going to have to stop this match for him. Like they should this this should have been a moment to build him up as a main event talent. And instead, they built him as Adam Cole's side side piece. Just by the way that they were talking. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Cod. I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. 
if they're if those two are gonna come to a head, okay, that's one thing. You know what I mean? Like if 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 he's gonna battle Cole and that's how that's gonna roll, then no problem. But you miss an opportunity to put over um O'Reilly, which no disrespect to Balor, but if it turned into a real shoot, um <laughs> O'Reilly's yeah. gonna break you, break uh, what's space into pieces. You know, I don't know if there's anyone on roster who can take Kyle O'Reilly. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, so, I'm gonna go on, on so here and say that. And maybe Bobby Lashley, but yeah. So maybe. I didn't like that, but you know, O'Reilly's great. I mean, he has he he has been. He always he always will be. And it's again no shocker. Like I've been saying for years, you go to Ring of Honor and you grab their top talent, and guess what? Their top talents. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, great, yes, great match. Absolutely great match. Um, yeah. The Ridge Holland. Uh, I don't mind if 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 they're going to actually do something with him, then I don't mind. Like if you're going to push it, like push him, then push him. But if if they're on this fifty fifty, you know what I mean, and they kind of don't know what they're going to do with him, well then then just you wasted, you know that. You know, someone beat up Adam Cole. And managed to get past the rest of UE, and you know, dumped them over there like a like a sack of potatoes. And it's Rich Holland again. That's fine if you're going to book him accordingly. So, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so I am not on the Rich Holland train. He can go back to Holland or wherever the heck he's from. Okay. Um, I I you know I had a I had a I had an insert foot here moment last night where I may have shot myself in the foot and compared him to Lars Sullivan. As far as his brainness in the ring, I am standing by that when you almost break somebody's dang neck in the ring. I will stand by that by saying you need more time in the ring. You need to learn what the heck you're doing before you step into the ring with somebody of Adam Cole's caliber. Okay. The guy can talk. The guy kind of has a look. Okay. I just where where my disconnect is with all of this is exactly what Jeff was getting at. What is what is the what is the end game? Okay, um, so there was a rumor I read that you know Pat McAfee you know paid Ridge Holland to take out you know Adam wow. Cole, you know yeah, which would be which would <laughs> which would okay whatever okay. But but my problem is what is the end game? Why do we need to have Ridge Holland, greener as the freaking grass out, out, outside, stepping up to Adam Cole to take him out? There is a plethora of, of people on the roster capable of stepping up to Adam Cole to have a match. I'm not saying for long-term booking, okay, because I think that's where this is going. If we're stepping up for long-term, like Jeff said, you better darn well do, do, do something. Okay, just don't do it and then and then just drop it. Okay, I don't think that's what you need here with Adam Cole, especially since he's between feuds. He might be going to the main roster uh, after last last night. He's probably not. He's probably not going to the main roster. And if don't, and, don't look like it. And if he's going out the door, don't bury him with Ridge Holland. Okay, oh. push push a better younger stronger talent who can be the future of the company not some not not some green not not some green guy that doesn't know what the heck he's doing in the ring i'm sorry there is there is not enough evidence there to support that he is the one to be able to step up to adam cole next 
there's, there's, there's too many. There's too much out on AEW. I'm a. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, interject here, because I think there is maybe two other people or one group and a person that could fill this role for Ridge Holland, um, but clearly WWE sees more money with him. Um, my argument for what he can do in ring. He's been in NXT UK. He wrestled there for over a year prior to his time on the independence. Um, I do think the Gargano spot is a big black eye for him. That's the big thing I think everyone's going to point at. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he, A, I think he has a look. I got to make a shirt, throw some knee pads on him, and he's good. <laughs> throw some knee pads on him, and I'm he set. knee pads. Everybody, everybody needs knee pads. Everybody <laughs> gets knee pads. Minoru Suzuki. Uh, but give him knee pads, he's set. His entrance, he's just bulky Marty Skrull. And instead of an umbrella, he's got a bully club. <laughs> now, Why? they've been showing him on NXT, him just beating the piss out of people <laughs> um, to the point where, like, he got disqualified beating the crap out of somebody, you know? Um, if your goal is you're trying to make a star, I think he is the perfect person right now to do that with. I don't know if there's anyone in the roster other than Killian Dane and Legata de Fantasma who could be uh, a better replacement. I think Bronson Reed deserves a push, but they have him clearly over as a baby face despite not being on this show. Um, I could always use more Bronson Reed. I'm a thick boy myself. So... Uh, but I don't know. Killian Dane. Killian Dane was my other option, but clearly WWE has con- considered him a lost cause, um, which is unfortunate. But here is kind of also why I think this makes sense. Um, and it took me rewatching this segment to see it. Uh, it's, it's the British connection here, the UK connection, because I, I don't know if you guys caught it, Undisputed Era going. What, you just send your guy to attack us now? You know, he's from your neck of the woods. Uh, so I wonder if that is also a part of it, part of deception. If Ridge Holland is being built to be the guy here, uh, I think Adam Cole is the perfect person. Adam Cole made Pat McAfee look good. And look, uh, Pat McAfee's an athlete. You can't tell me Adam Cole didn't make him look like the star that everyone was saying he was. If there is somebody who can make it somebody and and give them a better time in ring and maybe even help them out, Adam Cole is the dude. Oh, yeah. I I mean, that's a given. Again, as long as they're going to do something with them, I'm fine. I'm fine with this. Listen, we can't complain about them not doing things with young stars, even if it's not the guy we necessarily want them to do it with. You know, we don't always get our way in wrestling. But if you're going to push him, like I said, then push him. If his gimmick is, is he's rough and tough and he's just beating people up, and, and that's that's not a hard gimmick. No problem. Roll with it. I'm not going to lie. You know? I also love the nickname Yorkshire Steel. His finisher's name is Northern Grit, and he just drops you with a side slam. Like, I'm in. I'm in. As long as he's not killing somebody in the ring, and I'm not talking kayfabe. I mean, actually in ring killing. Well, somebody, that's I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that's where I am, too. You know, as long as he's not, you know, killing people, you know, hurting. It, listen, stuff happens. Like, it, it, it's a contact profession, yeah. sport, whatever. Stuff happens. Everybody, stuff happens. So, I got no problem with that. 
if it's a Nia Jax thing where it continues and continues and continues to happen, well, that's a track record. That's not, you know, so as long as he, you know, that's cleaned up, then like I said, it's, I'm, I'm completely fine with it. I think, I think we need to see more of him. Yeah. That's my only, that's my problem. Is that, is that he's been in NXT UK, which is fine, but you can't expect regular American crowds who watch NXT and that's it, or watch WWE and that's it, to see some big tough guy heave up, heave up Adam Cole, arguably the top guy in NXT, and Definitely just huck him over the huck him over the barricade and then be and then be invested in it. Um I think I think he needs to maybe have a couple weeks where he's just laying waste to everybody. Yeah. Um, and while that's going on, you know, get some more get some more work in the ring, run the ropes a little bit. I mean, just like Jeff Jeff said, though, if it, if there's a long term booking here, this will not be a lost cause. But the, but the jury will still be out. Yeah, we can we can determine it when it's at the end. Speaking of being at the end, we are at the closing of our night, but we do have an update on one of our YouTube shows. Ryan Connington, do you mind taking it from here? Right. Yeah. Um, go check. Yeah. There you go. Go check out Referee's Discretion. Um, episode loaded just as we were uh, coming on the air here. Uh, TNA No Surrender 2006. Um, you said Concerto, and there was Christian Cage versus Rhino on the show. Uh, they both tried to Concerto each other. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, um, I am, I am doing WWE evolution by the week's end. Um, and then starting this weekend, um, every weekend I will be collaborating with some of PWO WrestleCast's finest, including both of the men you see here or here as well. Um, and over the next four weeks, we will be reviewing um halloween havoc um i picked four that brian zane has not done yet um i had 95 and then he said 95 as i was making my list so thank you for that um so (laughs) yeah um so check out every so every episode of referee's discretion at the end um i will tell you who will be on the next one um in addition to jeff and matt we will have dwight and pat as well um you know it's gonna be fun um at the end of each uh show review we'll say whether it was a trick or whether it was a treat for us to watch so in the spirit of all things halloween and halloween havoc this is the uh referee's discretion trick-or-treat series um so guys if you if you haven't seen my stuff i do put a tremendous amount of work into what i present on camera please at least go give it a look. Um, if you give it a dislike, that's fine. I love, I love you anyway. Um, if you give it a like, thanks. If you like what we're doing, maybe you want to see some more graphics. Maybe you want to see some different stuff on there. Maybe you check out the link below. Support us at kofi.com backslash PWO123. Um, that gives me um, a little bit more time away from my personal job um, so I can invest some more time in referee's discretion for you guys. Um, but all in all, I enjoy what I'm doing here enough to where I, to where there are some other ventures within my life 
that I won't be doing anymore. And that's because I like what I do. So I want to continue that. You guys make it possible. Watch referee's discretion. Give it a like. Watch everything. I love it. I love the commitment. And I am I'm looking forward. This is actually the one that we're doing is like the one Halloween Havoc I have not seen. So I'm excited. Uh, but, guys, that is all we have for you tonight. Thank you for joining us. This has been the PWO WrestleCast. Check us out on our YouTube page, Podcast World Order. Uh, for more shows like you just heard, Referee's Discretion, another creative control, I believe, is currently in the works now. That should be popping up soon. And, of course, Do Your Damn Homework featuring the Dean of Old School, D. White. Once again, if you like what you see, if you like what you hear, help us out at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123 and costs as much as one cup of coffee. So thank you all very much, and uh, I hope you all have a great week. We'll see you all on Thursday. Bye.